0: Okay, so we are live. Hello, everyone. I'm Zahid and the host at Talks at Innovation Valley. Today, we have a very special guest from Microsoft, Harshal Gautam. Harshal, you can uh, correct me if I'm pronouncing your name uh, wrongly. Uh, no, Harshal uh, Gautam is uh, a product manager at Microsoft. So we really welcome Harshal to our podcast. Thank you for joining, Harshal. Yeah, thank you. So, I mean, it's my pleasure. So the first, I would request to Harshal to introduce himself. I mean, uh, originally from where you are, where you are living, from where you got your schooling, et cetera.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I can take over. Thank you, Zahid. Uh, I hope I'm saying your name correctly. Um, yeah. And thank you, everyone, for having me here. Uh, so my name is Harshal, as Zaid said. And uh, basically, uh, I'm a product manager at Microsoft. Um, I'm actually recently um, a university graduate. So I just finished my undergrad, um, I want to say, last year, uh, last year's summer so uh, it's been pretty fascinating i was actually born in india so i think my name kind of gives it away i was born in india i'm from uh, the pink city it's called Jeppur in rajasthan so um, i'm originally from there my family's based over there um, but i was pretty like i think i was five or six years old we moved to uh, dubai so i lived in dubai for a long time uh, about i want to say five or six years And then we immigrated to Canada. Um, So it's been a roller coaster of a ride because I've moved different places. Uh, I've lived different places. I've actually experienced a lot of culture uh, being in Dubai and then coming to Canada. So it's almost been everywhere. But I did my schooling. Main schooling, like my high school, was done in Canada. So I live in this area called Brampton, which is basically full of uh, Indian and Pakistani people. So a lot of our community is here. Um, so it's pretty close to Toronto, which is the uh, bigger city, about 40 minutes away. So I did my high school from here. Um, in my high school, it was called Chincuzi Secondary School. So uh, I actually was enrolled in the science and technology program, which is basically a program, you know, it's meant for people who eventually want to pursue engineering. Uh, uh-huh. So it gives you uh, a very good breadth of science and technology early on. Um, and then going to university, uh, I went to the university of Ottawa, which is in the capital city of Ottawa, uh, capital city of Canada, um, which is Ottawa. So, uh, I did engineering over there for first two years of, uh, my undergrad. Um, and then I realized that, uh, engineering was probably not something that I want to do. I, I don't want to sit down and code all day. Uh, that was just my uh, personal liking, um. So the good thing was I got a lot of internship experience uh, during my university uh, years. So I was able to quickly realize what's good for me, what's not good for me. So after two years, I ended up switching. uh, I ended up moving from engineering to business. So I did a program called business technology management, and uh, it gave me basically everything I wanted, which was a little bit of business, a little bit of technology. Um, So I was able to, you know, really work on um, some good business cases, as you can imagine in business school. So. Uh, that really helped me out, and I think uh, it's the reason why I'm here.
0: Right. <clears throat> All right. So, I guess the question I was going to ask you—you'd a little bit addressed that question too—but I would again ask that question, mm-hmm. Harshal. What actually, uh, you know, led you to this career? I mean, product management. And before, uh, before moving to that question, I would ask you. Uh, what what are your interests and what is your big purpose in life?
1: Yeah, I mean, so being in Dubai, I used to play a lot of cricket. So uh, growing up, uh, you know, interestingly, like every, all, the only thing I wanted to do was play cricket. And I thought I would, you know, go into the future, become a cricket star. Like every, I think Indian and Pakistani, you know, uh, kid thinks of. Um, but then eventually, you know, when I came here to Canada, it wasn't as big of a thing as it is in even Dubai. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, because of like circumstances, um, it kind of faded away and it kind of got me thinking about what I want to do as a career. So the first thing that came to my mind, my biggest interest, even until now, uh, has always been just developing new things. So whether it's developing, you know, new websites, like when when uh, when I was growing up, I would always like play around with computers, see how I can develop new websites or um, anything just new. Um, And that actually has led me to kind of have my purpose in life, which is um, my biggest purpose in life is, I think, to help people. Um, And in order to do that, I think what I need to do is invent something new. So, you Mm -hmm. know, I I really want to be a new inventor, whether it's like inventing some service which is helpful for other people. So you can think of like, you know, um, there's a lot of examples like Uber. Uber is a service that eventually helped a lot of people because it's not you don't have to wait for a cab anymore. It's almost on right. demand. So yeah. so anything inventive is what I'm looking to do. Um, and I think product management is the first pathway. Uh, the first thing that comes across, you know, it gets you into that mindset of innovative thinking, getting ideas out. Um, so that's the current process that I'm in. I think your screen is just stuck a little.
0: Um, uh,
1: I can hear my you my now. Brain? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Great. <clears throat> okay. So you were telling that uh anything which is you know innovative you were putting the example of uber Mm -hmm. yeah okay so since you told uh you love cricket so by the way uh who are your favorite cricketers from pakistan
1: Uh, from Pakistan. I mean, currently, uh, I think obviously Babar Azam is probably one of the best ones out there. Um, I think. And what
0: about in the past? In the past, I
1: think uh, Wasim Akram. Like, I've I've grown up playing playing and watching a lot of cricket because you know, the other thing is when you're in Dubai, you half of my teammates were also from Pakistan. Right? It's not like it was just Indian people (laughs) in the team. So, when I used to play in Dubai, like, a lot of my friends who used to play with me were also, like, uh, Pakistani. So, uh, we used to watch, like, India-Pakistan game all the time, you know, like, especially when they used to come to Sharjah. So, um, I think Vaseem Akram, uh, Vakar Yunus, like, all the fastballers that you guys had (laughs) were uh, were definitely my favorite.
0: All right, all right. So, uh, moving towards our formal uh, list of questions, my first question is... uh, Uh, how was your selection and onboarding at Microsoft? Was it challenging? As a product manager.
1: Sorry, I think you cut out just for one minute. Uh,
0: I think I need Think we are okay now.
1: Yeah, I think I can hear you uh, now.
0: I don't know why your video is again and again disappearing and reappearing because my signals are okay now and my video is also okay.
1: Mm, that's weird because my Wi-Fi is good too.
0: But it's okay. I am recording it locally too, so that's okay. Even if it is doing like this, I guess it will be no problem. So I was asking how was as a product manager when you applied to the Microsoft, how was your onboarding process? What were the general questions actually Microsoft team asked you and how was the overall experience?
1: Yeah, so the overall experience was actually very good. They're very friendly. I think, uh, you know, when you apply, um, you think, you know, it's such a big company, they might ask very hard questions, which is the case. Sometimes it depends on which team is hiring you, because um, there's a lot of different. The the good thing about Microsoft or any other big company is that there's so many different departments and those departments have very different questions that they can ask. So it, it basically depends on who's interviewing you at the end of the day. Um, but some of the questions, for example, that I got asked were um, related to, you know, uh, as a product manager, they want to know how you're basically going to be um, communicating different ideas. So you probably know this as well. Being a product manager, one of the biggest skills you should have is um, basically having communication skills. So communicating different ideas um, in different ways is very important. My Onboarding and interview process uh, was a little challenging for me because it required a different like skill set. Um, so basically, what happens is you know the first interview is usually by uh, HR person, uh, and it's only thirty minutes long, so it's not too much. Um, but for me, I think because it was such a big opportunity, I I took it a little. Um, I look at I took it a little extreme where um, you know I basically memorized my answers, which is always not good. Because you know, if you're going into an interview all with memorized answers, they can uh, they can ask you a question a different way, and you might forget how to answer that question. So uh, my first interview, I honestly thought I didn't do well. Um, but the one thing I realized was I was very honest. So one of the questions I got asked was, you know, how like something something to do with my technical skills. Um, so I actually gave a very honest answer that, like, you know, I haven't touched any code in the last two years. Um, but this is what I know. So that honesty really helped me throughout all the interviews. So if you're being honest to them, I think, I think they can also, they also very are aware of the fact that like, Hey, like Harshal is, you know, very self-aware about his answers. He knows his strengths and weaknesses. So uh, my, my particular challenge was more uh, in terms of how I would answer those questions and what can I say to, you know, stand out. Uh, But the whole process was actually very friendly. I think, uh, they, they know exactly what to get
0: out of the person
1: so it's not too much of a stress uh
0: so harshal what do you suggest as tips to the other guys who want to apply apply in the big tech companies
1: any mm-hmm. journal
0: tips for the interview things
1: So I think uh, the tips will be really know your resume because what they do is they look at, you know, the interviews only have your resume. So what I did, and I think this really helped me, was I had stories uh, for every one of my experiences that I listed on my resume. So, you know, whether Herschel uh, has worked here, I have a story in my mind that if they ask me, I I can rephrase it in a way where, you know, that, that works for any particular experience that they're asking for. Same thing goes with like, you know, Um, Being confident, like your tone really sets the whole uh, interview process, because if you sound confident, they're also more likely to have a conversation with you. My biggest thing what I always do in any interview is I my first tip will always be to start a conversation because you want to start a friendly conversation with the interviewer so that, you know, if there's any questions, answers, they can they can really explain to you well, because sometimes like it happened to me in one of my interviews where I didn't even understand the question that they were asking right? So it it happens a lot of the times where the time pressure is very, uh, like, you only get a 45 minute interview. So you have to be very precise in what you're asking them as well. Um, One other tip I would always say is, um, ask them questions at the end. I think a lot of people, you know, when the interview gives you the turn, like, hey, do you have any questions? Uh, Like, nearing when the interview is about to end, a lot of people actually don't ask them questions. And I think that can that tells them how interested you are in a job or not. So one of the things I always make sure is, you know, I'll always ask them questions at the end, um, depending on how, uh, what the job is about. So for Microsoft, I ask them, how's the culture in this team? Um, You want to seem interested in the position. So you want to ask as many questions as you can when you get that opportunity.
0: All right, so do you think that for being a technical product manager, does a person need to know how to code or do you think that people with non-tech background can also be the product managers if yes how
1: so basically there's two different roles here right there's one which is technical product manager and then the other role is just product manager so what i am is just the product manager when you're just a product manager you don't really need to know how to code Uh, i think i get this i get this question a lot if you know did you know how to code before or did you learn coding on the job it really depends which team is hiring you so for example at microsoft if you're working under you know their microsoft cloud computing you most likely will need to know how to code a little bit um, because that is a job that requires a lot more uh technicality but for example if you're working in you know some of their office products like Excel, PowerPoint, Word, um, you probably won't need that much technicality experience because like you, they don't know, they don't need you to code in that, in those departments. Um, so I'll give my example. I, I actually didn't know how to code much. So, you know, being honest to them and then telling them what you're more interested in, because a lot of the times, um, I told them, Hey, like I want to be in a more consumer facing product. So the technical background didn't matter, but yes, what I will say is you need to know how to talk to engineers um, because those are, as a product manager, you're basically always in touch with the engineers and, you know, designers, your managers. Uh, but engineers are the ones that you're dealing with on a daily basis. So being able to understand what the engineers are saying is very important and being able to explain to them your idea is also very uh, important. So. In those cases, I would say you need to know a high-level overview of a lot of these things. So, data structure and algorithms, like you do need to know how they work. You don't need to know how to code them, but you need to know from a high level. Okay, this is what data structures is. This is what how this is how our code is placed right now. Um, but you don't need to do anything yourself. I would say as a product manager. But the the whole thing is if you have the knowledge of the software development cycle. Then it gets very easy for you to also give your inputs on the feedback because a lot of the times engineers will ask you, "Hey, like, what do you think about this?" Um, or they might even, you know, they might just ask for some feedback in general. So you want to be able to give that feedback in a technical way uh, that's easiest
0: for them. Right. Since you know that being a product manager, you need to coordinate with cross-functional teams. We need to coordinate with business team engineering team marketing team and every and many more teams so mm-hmm. uh, I mean what kind of challenges do you face as a product manager during the job and how a new product manager could you know um, cope up with those challenges
1: yeah so I think that's actually a very good question because um, I I've personally faced those issues and I, I think I still face them sometimes. Um, There's so much communication going on between, you know, not just uh, me and the engineer, but also like uh, marketing side. Um, There's just a lot of conversations going on at the same time and it gets very overwhelming. Uh, So the one thing I started doing uh, recently is writing down a lot of notes right after the meeting, Um, because at first I was like, you know, I don't need to write notes like I'll remember it. But there's just so much going on with communication that you can't do that. So you have to make sure after at least I make sure that after every meeting, uh, I'll write some notes down, um, I'll see what I need to do for you know the next meeting. So a lot of a lot of product management is about organization. So the two skills that I like to think of to be a good product manager is um, communication is always going to be there because you you need to be able to communicate with every stakeholder that you have but organization is equally as important because if you're not organized with that communication um the communication is not impactful so being organized like i have a lot of my colleagues who will before even setting up a meeting they'll write every notes down like all notes down to see uh what this meeting is about what are we trying to achieve of this meeting um and you know what is the hopeful goal that we can achieve from this so uh being organized i would say is really helpful uh if there's someone new to product management,
0: right. So, what are the what are the key responsibilities of a product manager in general?
1: So, uh, it depends on what level you're at. So, right now, since I'm at a very junior level, you know, I just graduated from college. Um, so, what happens in product management is if you're working for, for example, Google, Microsoft, any of these big companies. What they do is they, in your team, you get an area to own. So basically, let's say, you know, um, you are a product manager for Google YouTube team. Uh, if you're on the YouTube team, they will give you a specific area on YouTube that comes under your control. So that's what's happening with me right now. I have a specific area under my control, which is basically my area, my product. Um, As a junior employee, you usually get to, you know, come up with new features. So, for example, if YouTube needs a new feature under their playlist, uh, you might need to uh, be working on that. A day-to-day of that basically means a lot of meetings, obviously, as a product manager. So, you know, constant meetings with my engineer every day, uh, making sure we are achieving what we need to uh, one of the bigger things you also need to do as a product manager is write a specification document, which is basically you can think of it as a requirement document for you know your engineers. Your job as a product manager is to make your uh, stakeholders life easier. And those are usually your engineer. If you have a product designer with you, you know, making their life easier. Um, so with this requirement document there, they know what to do on the next level. Um On the other hand, there's a lot of data involved as well. So, you know, a good chunk of your time is looking at data of, you know, let's say I just launched a feature, how is it doing? How is it performing? Is it performing as we expected? So that's a very, like, that's a very like out of college junior level, you know, um, product manager. But as you go on, um, from what I've heard from my colleagues is, you know, when you reach uh, more levels above um, in promotion, you will be able to handle a lot of strategy. So when it comes to strategy, you might be the person who's thinking about long term strategy for YouTube, for example. How do we take YouTube to the next level? If AI is a very big thing right now, how are we going to integrate YouTube and AI to take it to the very next level and perform you know, even more things that YouTube can possibly do?
0: right so uh you know to become a product manager what kind of mindset and skill set one needs actually to become a successful product manager
1: i think mindset is the the one thing i like to think about as product managers is that you have to come with the mindset that you don't know anything Um, because it's a very new product that you're working on or like if you're just out of your career, you have to be very open to everyone's opinion. I think because everyone does have an opinion about any product, right? Like your engineers will tell you a lot of things. Your designers will tell you a lot of things. One of the things that really helped me out, I think, and I think it it builds over time as you get experience is that you have to be very strong in your opinion if you have a gut feeling of something. So in product management, um, the industry kind of talk says that Product managers have um, a gut feeling about something. And that is very true because you will have a gut feeling about uh, a decision that you need to make for a feature, which might be right or wrong. But you have to back yourself up. Um, the other thing about a product manager, I think, is the mindset of influencing others. So influencing their opinion, um, because a lot of the times as a product manager, you don't have direct over anyone. You don't have direct authority over your engineers. You can't tell them exactly what to do. It's almost like you have to influence uh, them to do something.
0: I will I repeat think... this question. Let me ask again. Uh, let the question be a little bit stable and uh, let me ask the question because this is very very important question. I would love to I would love you to answer this this question again because the voice was continuously breaking. After the podcast, okay. we will be editing, editing that part yeah. <laughs> Okay. So, uh, the question was: To become a successful product manager, what kind of mindset and skill set one needs to have?
1: So, I'll talk about the mindset first, and then go go on to the uh, uh, skill set. I think mindset is that you need to be in a very you need to be a very influential figure. So, you need to have a mindset that that has the ability to influence others' decisions. Uh, and I'll give an example. The, the way I uh, talk about influence is that, you know, a lot of the times um, there will be a lot of people around you, uh, which are usually your stakeholders for a product, and they will try to give you their opinion. Um, and I think that's very fair because everyone has the right to give their opinion for any product decision that, they, that they're involved in. Um, and you need to be able to, as a product manager, to be able to influence their decision. So if you have a strong feeling of something that is, you know, this is the right thing to do for the product, you need to be able to influence others for that. Um, because you will see a lot of, you know, um, a lot of back backslash if, if your decision is wrong. But if you have the courage to basically, you know, have the ability to give a, a better decision, it will always be valued in product management. So product management is a lot about influencing others. Uh, The reason I also say that is you don't, as a product manager, you don't have direct authority over anyone. Um, So, you know, my engineers that I work for um, or work uh, with, they, I don't have the authority to tell them, hey, like, this is what you have to do. You have to influence them in a way that they know that this is the right thing we, we need to do because we have a goal in mind. So a lot of product management and a very successful mindset comes from goal-oriented people. So you need to have a goal in mind for anything, any decision you make. So that comes with a certain mindset that you need to come with. So you can't be result-oriented, but you need to be goal-oriented. The skill set that you can have, I don't think there's any particular skill set that you need. I think it it comes with a lot of experience. It comes with um, you know some decisions that you have to make. But I think the skill set for product management is very obvious. It's communication. So the more transparent communication you will have with your engineers or any, any other stakeholder, the better it will be for you as a product manager. Because, um, you know, the the last thing you want to do is everyone in your team is confused of what you're thinking. So you need to be very transparent, like, hey, guys, this is the goal. Uh, this is what we are trying to achieve this quarter. And then a lot of uh, skill set that, that comes in is actually planning. So uh, that also has a little bit to do with your mindset. If you're a planner, you'll usually end up doing pretty good in product management because, for example, I just I just spent a whole month of January planning for next year of what my area needs to do next year. So it's a lot of planning and semester planning that goes into product management.
0: Right. So, Harshil, um, I mean, you know... Overall, in the world, there is a problem. The problem is that the college, university students, or the recent graduates, or even when they are post-graduated, mm-hmm. they actually don't know what they are born for, what they want to do. They don't know actual their, their actual talent and their. So, I mean, what are the traits? of a person in general that actually tell you that you are like, you are born for the product innovation. You are born for the product management and like, what are the traits that will lead you that, okay. So product management is the area where should I go? And how did you know that?
1: So mine was a very different thing because it's the problem with product management right now is that not, not a lot of people know about it right it's it's usually a field that what happens is you you do engineering um you become an engineer then you some you know someday you get bored of being an engineer so you take a product management um that's what was the traditional pathway for the field it's changed in recent time i think the way i like to think about it is product managers are ceos of the company because you're making very valuable decisions business decisions that impact the whole organization Um, So if I were to think about, you know, someone who doesn't know what they want to do or someone, someone who uh, is trying to find out if product management is for them, um, I think the best way to think about it is if they have a very innovative mindset. So if you if you are someone who, you know, think, think about a product, let's say I look at my fridge today. Right. And I look at it and I think, hey, like this can be done very differently. This could we could make this better by having these features. So that's kind of the first step. I realized for myself that product management might be the place to go because the whole field is just about you have this product, how do you make it better? How do you keep making it better for people like you and I, customers, um, so that everyone uses it? So I, when I was, you know, in high school or first, second year of uh, university, I I saw myself doing that a lot. I saw myself, you know, looking at something like a car, and then I'm like. How do how can we make this better? So, a lot of these things, like for example, Tesla innovation that you know the Tesla car that came out, Elon Musk and everything. Like, a lot of it is product management. It's just the title is a little different. You know, he's a CEO of a company, uh, but in in big tech companies, like I think it was Google CEO Sundar Pichai who actually said product managers product managers are CEOs of the company, and that is very true because you're thinking of either creating a new product or you're thinking of an existing product and how you make, how do you make that better? So if there's any mindset that people have, like anyone who thinks like, Hey, like I think this can be done in a better way. That is usually the first step to product
0: management. Right. So, uh, as a product manager, you know that a product manager needs to continuously innovate the product. So, I, I mean, is this only the product manager who creates the idea to, to to make that product more innovative, to bring more innovation to that particular product? Or you get some kind of dictation or directions from the top management to how to innovate that? Or I mean, how this uh, whole thing works, the process of innovation?
1: Yeah, so it depends. It depends on the company. Um, so I can talk for Microsoft because, you know, I work here. So... What happens at Microsoft, for example, is uh, I don't know if you heard about the new ChatGPT AI that came out. So after that, there's been obviously a little push from uh senior leadership that we should think about innovation ways of how we can integrate our products with AI. So I think soon you'll see a lot of Microsoft products with AI technology integrated with them. Uh, and this could be you know any office products, anything basically. So at Microsoft, it comes down from leadership, but then the actual integration part of how we're going to do this comes from product managers. And these might be like very senior product managers. That's what I meant by like, you know, earlier, I think you asked me a question um, about uh, product managers in general. So that's what I meant. Like when you uh, go above in promotion, when you become a senior product manager, you might be the person who thinks about these things uh, on how to integrate, you know, let's say, Uh, Microsoft Teams with AI. How do you uh, make that next innovation step? At a low level, obviously you're thinking more in uh, very descriptive terms. How do I make this feature better? Um, So these innovation ideas, it doesn't matter where they come from, but yeah, usually it does. There's a a directive from senior leadership that we need to move in this direction. And that's when these innovation ideas kind of start coming through from product managers. But usually it will be product managers who come out with these innovation ideas.
0: Right. And you know that to convince people on the innovation is a very, very tough job. You know, let me tell you something, people hate innovators. You know why? Because usually people resist it. They don't want to uh, leave their old ideas. They don't want to change. So as a product manager, you have an idea to innovate a certain product or a feature so how do you convince your team you know actually the team will work on that feature or on that product mm-hmm. so how you convince that and how what kind of challenges you face while you convince your team on the new innovation
1: so that's why um the answer to your question is very simple it's actually being data driven so People will always, you know, even now. Like if I come out, if I come out with something good, if I come out with an innovation that I know is going to make a big difference, at first there will always be, you know, um, people who will be negative about it, and that's very normal as humans. We are always subjective to change. Um, but the one thing in product management that could really help you out, and I think this is what I kind of do every day, is coming out with numbers. So if you tell you know, if I tell Zahid that, hey, this feature will reduce your time that you take to do a web search by, you know, let's say 50 minutes, it's more likely that you will try that because you've seen a number now. So a lot of the times in uh, my field, uh, in product management in general, we talk about being data-driven and data-driven helps these sudden changes that we make. Um, And you need them even for, you know, your team, your senior leadership. If I come up with an idea today, uh, to integrate you know, Microsoft Teams with AI, I need to be able to show that number because otherwise no one's going to believe me. So those number, data-driven numbers will really help everyone. And that's how I, or any product manager in general, I think makes that um, kind of approach to change.
0: Right. So since you know that nowadays chat, everybody is discussing chat GPT, there is a lot of fuss and buzz in the market. Yeah. So since Microsoft has acquired certain shares of the ChatGPT, I mean, in OpenAI, so <laughs> how, uh, you know, the micro, in your area, how you are going to use ChatGPT? And would you a little bit tell that, what is your area in the product management at, at Microsoft? And yeah, you so- have, you please uh, answer the, uh, on the two things one how you are going to integrate chat gpt in your area and how in general microsoft is going to integrate chat gpt across the board in all you know all their uh, digital products
1: yeah so i think uh, firstly like for my area i'll I'll give a very brief description of what i do so i actually work for the microsoft feedback team which is you know where we collect all user feedback so if zahid comes on our uh, or and if Zahid comes on any uh, Microsoft product and he wants to give feedback, so my team is actually the one that collects all that feedback in one product. Um, so basically we are an internal team which help every other Microsoft team uh, because you know, if you are part of Xbox, you want to come to our platform to look at the kind of feedback that you're getting for your new feature. Um, so everyone, we're, we're basically a Microsoft-wide uh, product team because my, our product is used by everyone at Microsoft. Um, so the way ChatGPT is, it's still, at least for my team, we're, we're still trying to see how we can integrate it. Um, because with feedback, one of the things we need to do is when Zahid, for example, sends his uh, feedback to us, we need to make sure okay is this feedback usable or not because if zahid says something that doesn't have anything to do with microsoft products then it's not useful for us right so one of the things we need to do is like um use chat gpt for example it might be some other technology but we need to use a technology that can tell us hey like this feedback is high priority this feedback is low priority Um, And why is it high priority? Why is it low priority? So all those type of things in a way you can think of, you know, we need to classify the feedback that we get. Um, Whether it's, you know, if Zahid said, I hate Microsoft Excel or if Zahid said, I love Microsoft Excel, we need to realize, um, oh, like Zahid means uh, Zahid has had a very positive experience or very negative experience. So we need a way to classify feedback and chat GPT. We're looking at it right now it might be one of the ways we do that because if we can get a system to automatically tell us, Hey, like, you know, this is, this is negative feedback, classify that as negative feedback. This is positive feedback. So we need, we need a way. uh, And I think chat GPT might be the way. So we're still, we're still in the process of learning the system a bit more. Um, The worst thing we can do is, you know, we we don't want to make a quick decision on it because it is still pretty new. uh, And there are some, you know, loopholes that, um that might not help us out so we need to make sure that we're, we're looking at it uh, in a better way overall um i think microsoft is, is i think there's some product teams for example uh, microsoft bing uh, so bing has already come out with uh, something that i believe they're going to do with chat gpt or ai in general and i, I don't know if you have looked at it but um, there's a wait list for the new bing that they're coming out with and I think they're they're integrating with AI to basically you know give easier web search. So let's say if I want to search up a restaurant on Google or or Microsoft Bing, you get these whole list of you know these are these might be the restaurants that you're talking about. But with AI integrated with Microsoft Bing, you might just get one or two answers which are specific to your uh, search request. So these are the things I think Microsoft is moving towards, and I think it's a great move because. Um, AI is here, just like how cloud computing was 10, 15 years ago. And I think we are catching the right, we are catching it at the right time at the right wave. So I think we're, we're making really good moves and I think AI is going to be fundamental um, uh, process of how we'd make our products in the near future.
0: what do you think that uh, when we talk about the chat gpt what value chat gpt you think is going to add i mean in the tech industry in multiple domains in multiple sectors in multiple industries what is your perspective on it
1: yeah chat gpt i think it's a i can't talk about any other industry but i can talk about from what i've used it for i've used it for personal things so far right like uh, hey, can you write me a resume, for example? So I think it's it's really going to make a process much easier because it's giving you the things that took me, you know, I, I remember two years ago when I was making my resume, it took me one whole, you know, month to just realize, okay, this is the template I want. This is what needs to be in my resume. But now if you, for example, go on ChatGPT, you can tell it to, you know, can you write me a product manager resume? And it's so much easier and it gives you the exact same thing that I probably did two years ago. So these things in the service industry, I think are going to be uh, very good because, you know, you're getting users are going to be getting these uh, these templates, for example, that are very accessible uh, way. So you don't have to struggle anymore to write a resume because you have a whole template with chat GPT is giving you, you just have to fill in company name. You just have to do all these other things. So I think, in terms of consumer goods, I, I, I really think it will, it'll better, it'll be better for users to use that. Um, I'm not sure completely about like tech industry, because I think we are still in the process of seeing if it's going to work. Um, because again, there's like, when we think about tech, big tech, we, we deal with a lot of user data and data is obviously, as you know, like we need to make sure that it's as private as possible. Um, so we're not sure yet if, you know, with, all these chat gpt and stuff like if if that's going to be the right way to go about it so it just depends i think there needs to be a lot of testing done before we can kind of conclude something on it but my personal opinion on chat gpt is i think it's going to make people like yours and i life like much easier whether it's you know someone who's seeking a job someone who needs to uh, message someone on linkedin um, you can literally get a template for linkedin message so i think these things are going to be much easier which were two years ago or even now are very valued, right? Like you needed career coaches. Uh, I don't think you'll need that in the future because AI will be able to do that for you. So these things I think are going to be very easy to do for users.
0: Uh, so, last question of this podcast, Herschel that yeah. uh, what general advice you would like to uh give to the new startup founders i mean who want to build new digital products i mean any general i
1: think you're cutting out i can't hear you
0: Uh, am I audible now? Yeah, now you're good. Okay. So I was asking, uh, what general advice you would like to give to the new entrepreneurs who want to pursue their career in tech industry, uh, as a startup founder, uh, to, you know, bring a new digital product in the market or, you know, for being the product manager, any, any advice, any inspirational words from your side.
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing, and this is the advice uh, I get from my mentor all the time. Make sure if you're, whether you're a startup, you know, you're starting your own business, whether you're trying to go into product management, make sure you really love what you do. Um, It's very simple to say that, but I think it's a very good advice because if you don't, in big tech, you will quickly realize um, if you don't love something that you're doing, I think you're going to keep moving around until you, you find what you like right so make sure you're passionate i think passion is such an underrated word in any field uh, especially big tech because a lot of times you know when i was in college uh, my my my, uh, my friends would be like oh let me do software engineering because you know it's a very high paying job and then two years later they ended up switching from that because it's not something they liked so they felt guilty because they wasted a lot of their parents income on the first two years of engineering so you want to make sure like whatever decision you make, make sure you're passionate about what you're trying to do. Um, so I do that all the time now, like product management for me is where my passion is. I like if you look at my experience, too, it's been all in product management. I'm not saying follow that path, but just make sure that you, you're very passionate about whatever field you pick for um, new businesses, especially in big tech. I would say um. Get interested in AI, because I think um, AI is about to be revolutionary. I think everyone knows that. And I think right now, these two, three years are the wave. If you're in that wave and you start up something now, I think you're going to be in a very good spot later down the years. So I think learn about AI, learn how it's, you know, just be interested in learning more technology, because I think the more you know, uh, the better it will be for the future.
0: All right, Harshal, Trust me, it was really insightful talk with you. So I'm really thankful to you on behalf of all my audience for joining our podcast at, uh, you know, Talks at Innovation Valley. Hope our audience will like it and uh, they will learn a lot out of this podcast. And I'm sure that in future, we will be doing um, one more podcast with you. Let's see one, I don't know, but, but we'll do that.
1: Yeah. That'd be great. So thank you so for joining. Thank dining. you so much for having me here.